Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Don't forget Test Cricket down at the Wacker. We have the Australia taking on South Africa in the women's test match. So if you're looking for something to do in 43-degree heat, head down there and support the ladies because it's going to be a huge test match, a one-off. So looking forward to that one. And tonight is the Perth Wildcats yep. taking on Illawarra. They've, got to beat it. they've just got to beat them. I know they've locked up top two, but they've just got to beat them before playoffs. Twice now? Yeah. We've lost only – the only team we haven't beaten this year mm. is Illawarra, and they both times coming off six-game winning streaks. So they've got the wood over us. They could be... That's what, that's what I'm saying. We've got to get one before playoffs. They could be a serious worry. Chris Ancy knows all about playoffs and basketball and winning and losing, of course. He's an NBL legend. He's also on the Has Been Hoops podcast with Mark Worthington. And I was had the pleasure of sitting alongside Wertho for four games. He's Another great good. bloke. He's a good fellow, Wertho. Uh, Chris, appreciate your time. We're doing this for Barista Made Coffee from Macafe. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. No, the Mark Worthington Mutual Appreciation Society of Teams. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, big fans of Wertho. The West, most West Australians, and in particular Wildcats fans, hate his guts, but I actually warmed to him over a four-week period of commentating. Yeah, I think I think it's vice versa. I think that uh, he wasn't particularly fond of the Wildcats when he played for the Kings, the Taipans, the Tigers, <laughs> United, but uh, I think he's warmed <laughs> to the Wildcats since he's been back living in Western Australia. He has, and uh, may I say, uh, you slipped into Western Australia recently because you were his right-hand man, otherwise disguised as his best man, to his uh, wedding of Dana, of course, uh, the West Coast Eagles superstar, AFLW star. So how was that little trip? Can I say it was one of the most beautiful holidays we've ever been on. We, we spent most of our time down in Dunsborough, you know, checked out a lot of wineries, beaches. Yeah, Bunker Bay was... Probably my favourite, but um, one of those hidden gems that for a lot of East Coast people probably is a little bit too far in their minds, but for us, geez, we'll be back really, really soon. We had a great time, and Wertho and Dana's wedding was incredible. They picked the absolute hottest day of the entire two weeks to married on my view, so we were sweating like crazy, but no, it's a uh, perfect reason to get over there, and uh, the place itself is a perfect reason to get back. Oh, it is God's country down there, Chris, no doubt about that. And tell, tell your eastern status, are there are direct flights to Bustleton now. You can just get straight in there, and down you go, and it's, it is... Hey, I'm, I'm not... I'm not going to tell them. I'm going to come and have less Eastern State people there. Yeah, yeah, that's actually, you know what? Very good point. Yeah, that's a make. really good point. Hey, it's a uh, it's a hot NBL season, mate, coming to a close, a couple of games to go, uh, and it is powering uh, Melbourne and Perth have locked in their spots. That's a um, it's a log jam in the uh, three, four, five, six spots. Yeah, it really is. The, the, you, you referenced the Wildcats game against Illawarra, and I, I tend to agree with you that you'd always like to beat a team and prove that you can do it, not just believe that you can. 
leading into a playoff series. But the one for me this weekend, as I played around with the ladder predictor, is a New Zealand Brisbane game. It's quite literally, to the best of my knowledge, win you're in, lose you're out, mm. no matter what the other results do. So uh, a really, really big one for those two franchises, given that at some stage of the season, they're both on the outside looking in. Um, New Zealand have had a number of injuries through the course of the season. And but having said that, to miss with the talent they've got would be... You know, near on a travesty even given those injuries so uh no look your wildcats are going fantastically well it's i still chuckle that so many people over there wanted john really fired now they want him to be named head coach, uh, coach of the year so it's, uh, it's been an interesting ride for for the wildcats no doubt this year yes they don't like losing and losing losing sequences and i think there was five in a row it certainly made life very difficult for him and probably more difficult for craig hutchison Hey, a couple of legends have retired. Uh, Tom Abercrombie, very emotional. And Brad Newley, what a war horse he's been. They've announced their retirement. Plenty don't get the opportunity to retire in basketball. It's one of those sports where you're shown the door and you can't get back on a list. It can be very difficult. But these two men have, have had the rights to say farewell. Yeah, they really have. And both have been outstanding, not only domestically, but, but internationally, representing their uh, their countries as well. Uh, and yeah, look, the longevity, I think, something that when you look at those two guys, uh, they've been on successful teams through their career that they've, you know, you can't find too many people who don't like them. So I'm, I'm going to get along and see Newley's last home and away game uh, this weekend. I, clearly, I won't see Abercrombie's, but I mean, while we're on a Western Australian station, I, I think you have to just continue to mention Damien Martin in that conversation. And I think for the East Coast people that, you know, I did this little, uh, you know, almost a Hall of Fame of the best players in my estimation in the history of the game or in the NBL. And Damien Martin absolutely breaks the mould. He is someone who's not there, you know, because of the offensive statistics as most are, but He's a winner. He's a teammate. He, he, you know, I, I watched and I was glad that they hung his singlet from the rafters mm. at RAC Arena a couple of weeks ago. But look, I think he's someone that, you know, you talk about Eastern Secret State, uh, sorry, Eastern State Secrets. I think he's someone that, you know, we should absolutely be shouting quite literally from the rafters and reminding people over in every state in Australia how good Damien Martin was. Yeah, we're a little bit over him, though, at the moment, oh, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, serious. it was a love fest the other week when he's, they uh, retired his singlet and we just had to be nice about him all the work time. With and, and work with him. and Occasionally have a drink with him. And it was just it got too much, Chris. He's not that good a no. bloke, is he? He can't be that perfect. Well, you know what? I'd, I'd probably still like him a lot because I haven't really spent much time around him. I look forward <laughs> to having a beer with him. But, um, no, look, it's, he's as deserving, yeah. I think, of anyone that hangs in over Hey, Chris, we're excited the Sydney Kings face the possibility of missing the playoffs. <laughs> oh, yeah, Come on, are. Phoenix. Come um, on, Phoenix. <laughs> no, look, geez, it's one team I just, I, I just can't see Phoenix getting that one. And, <sighs> yeah, they've been decimated with injury and, you know, you mentioned our, our has been podcast earlier. We've we've sat there three or four times over the course of the season, and our hope is that the the spotlight isn't shone on uh, Mike Kelly, Sam McKinnon, the coaching staff. You know, a little bit like it may have been on Simon Mitchell. The the consistent threat is the Phoenix's inability to get a healthy roster onto the floor, whether it be who they recruit or how they manage them during the season. So, you know, it's been almost an unfair. Uh, first year for Mike Kelly. I mm. hope that they have a really close look at 
how they manage their players off the court, you know, their high-performance program. I'd love to see Mike Kelly, who clearly and Sam McKinnon are both ex-Southeast Melbourne uh, Magic teammates of mine, so I hope it doesn't sound biased. I'd love to see him have a, a clean run with a full roster and uh, perhaps a different high-performance team around them. Well, they put up a young team against the Wildcats, didn't they, and, and pushed them. They were they were good. When you put those young guys on, you know they're going to have an effort. But, Chris, it's a uh, awards season is uh, fast approaching as well. MVP race, do we just hand it to the great man over here straight away? I don't think you hand it to him. Oh. Uh, I, I think he deserves to be favourite. Um, you know, it, it depends how short people's memories are, how, how long they are. You know, Bryce, I think, by his own admission, started the season as poorly as he's ever had started a season here in Australia and struggled for the first month, month and a half. There have been other outstanding players through the league, but uh, I suppose by definition, your most valuable player is the guy that if you take out of that team, they would probably, you'd probably, well, you would, you'd you'd rule a line through the Wildcats and take away their opportunity or their ability to win a championship without Bryce. I think even players like, like Chris Golding, like Jalen Adams, you, you, um, you probably shouldn't use Jalen Adams, he might not even be in the playoffs. Uh, you know, but Milt Doyle and, and these sort of guys, um, the team around them still very strong and capable. Um, Bryce Cotton, I think, is that next level where you take him out of a Wildcats lineup, you remove them from playoff contention. I don't say that. I hope you understand as a, a slight on the Wildcats more the greatness of Bryce Cotton. Yeah, totally agree with you, to be honest. Uh, can I just ask you, who votes for the MVP? Who decides? To the best of my knowledge, it's still players and coaches from around the league. Uh, yeah, the grand final MVP is done by panel. Um, there, there is a voting panel that sits after the players and coaches have voted. So I believe that they've handed in their nomination, and there'll be an, there'll be a, a panel that then selects from those that have been nominated. Who, who that is, I don't know year to year. And, mm. Um, you know, I was a part of the grand final voting one year, um, but I believe that they, they, they share it around. Hey, Tajir McCall was here last week for Cairns, and he looked injured to us. He, I was sitting next to Vlahov, and we both thought he looked very lame. Played eight minutes. The game was winnable. They were down by two when Miller was on the line, and I think eight minutes to run in the last quarter. Wildcats blew him away. They just ran out of players, uh, the tight ends. Do you know any more about this blue between Tajir McCall and Adam Ford, the coach? And, and do you think that has something to do with him only playing eight minutes? Because he didn't look fit to me. Yeah, well, there you go. I, I, one thing I've always tried to steer clear of is understanding what goes on in a locker room because oftentimes it's very different to what we see when game night rolls around. But it could be as simple as there might have the, the club may already know that Taj McCall's not coming back next year. They can't make playoffs and they want to look at some other younger players. It mm. could be as simple as that. It could be injury. It, it could be, you know, a, a personality. It could be anything. Mm. So, you know, the Cairns Taipans are a team that won't be playing in the playoffs. There are any number of reasons why you change your lineup uh, once you've ruled a line through the season. Chris, if well, we love an expert's uh, prediction, if you had to pick the championship, uh, who wins, who they play against, and who's the smoky? I, I think it's down to three. I think United, just their depth of talent and their ability to cover injuries uh, is greater than the Wildcats in Tasmania, who I have is the other two possible contenders. And, you know, the, the Wildcats history speaks itself that United's Yes, albeit still reasonably short history over the last decade speaks for itself as to their ability 
to pay in that top echelon of salary cap. But the Tasmania Jack Jumpers, I was yeah, probably at the, the front of the queue who applauded their ability to overachieve um, not only in year one but year two. But I, I'm wrong. It, it wasn't an overachievement. It was who they are. And I think a lot of credit needs to go to the Tasmania Jack Jumpers as an organisation from top to bottom for what they've been able to roll out their competitiveness, their competitiveness every year, and I think they become a championship contender. You know, in a small market year to year, and I, I see that I see this year no different. So, I think it's down to those three. You know, I don't see New Zealand being able to do it. I'd, I'd still say, and only based on talent, but I'm less and less and less in love with this idea. Is that the Sydney Kings are still probably the team just based on talent that if you're in a one- or three-game series, you just never know what Jalen Adams or Denzel Valentine or one of those guys could do on any given night. So that'd be the absolute dark horse. But to me, Melbourne United are probably a peg above the Wildcats and the Jack Jumpers. So if the Wildcats tank it tonight and Illawarra win, does that end Sydney? Well, you're trying to get that done, are you? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't what do you mean? Yeah, that, that's yeah, what's yeah, going to happen. We, we, we have some clout over them, yeah. <laughs> yeah what, what, what would you prefer, Josh, that they tank and don't beat Illawarra for the season? I'm happy with that. Or did they knock the Kings out by losing? No, knock yeah, the Kings out. Yeah, no, that's the ladder. No, that's the ladder. It's, it's like the Kings, Anstey. Sounds like a win-win situation <laughs> for you. Hey, mate, two more questions for you. You've seen enough of Alex Saar to suggest that he would adapt to the NBA. He's 18 years of age, and boy, oh, boy, uh, what we saw the other night against Cairns, albeit Cairns aren't a hugely big team, it was impressive. Do you think he can adapt to the NBA? You've been there. You know what it's like. Yeah, absolutely. And we've seen similar-sized bodies and and, you know, and frames you know, do well. He'll take a little bit of time, um, but he'll clearly be a very high draft pick in what many people consider a slightly diluted draft this year. Um, but as you mentioned, that it's interesting that, and you've you've seen him more than most, you've been at all the games, mm. but the exciting part when you evaluate that Alex Sarr might be a number one or two pick is that I have Rocco Zakarski really, really close to him and younger again, and, and what I see in Rocco should excite Australian basketball fans knowing that we've got another player, maybe and not similar in style necessarily, but similar to Alex Sarr, where we still haven't really spoken about his absolute ceiling and He's going to be a really, really interesting one. Um, he's definitely an NBA player. He's probably the one thing about Alex Saar that I'm still not sold on is his actually, you know, his real competitive drive. That real dog compete when the chips are down. That that's what Rocco has, mm. and I've got no doubt about Rocco's competitiveness. The only question mark I have with Alexander Saar, it's the same with a lot of young, tall kids, is that competitiveness every single day, not just when you're feeling good. But if he can figure that out, yeah, he's going to find a role in an NBA team and be, and be very successful. Yeah, Sakarski, good player with the Brisbane Bullets. Again, again, lean, young, huge wingspan, going to be a good player. Hey, mate, we've got to go. Uh, just one real short one. Dyson Daniels injury. What does that mean for Paris and the Boomers? I don't know how long it is, but if it's out, it's... Yeah, you know, you'd you'd love to say it's devastating. It hurts a lot. That if if you're ever going to have an injury in a position, we've probably got the greatest depth in that off guard position. So hopefully we can cover it. It's going to be a really really hard slog when when we get to the Olympics, no matter what team we roll out this year. I, I fear. Thanks for coming to the phone, mate. Appreciate it. You can hear yourself with the Has Been Hoops podcast with yourself and Werther. Always good to chat.
Thanks, boys. Good on you. There's Chris Hansty, barista mate, ice cold drive through for your iced coffee favourites at McCafe. And let me tell you, it's going to be busy at all the drive throughs today, Scotty. Oh, yeah. 43 degrees. Okay. We can handle it. After 7 o'clock, Gary Lyon talking all things footy. If you've got a question for Gary, 0487-736-736. Text us through on the, uh, on the text line or give us a call, 131255. Plenty of texts coming through. Keep them coming. Scotty and Goss, good morning.